rolling through Alberta. It's the buds. We're here to talk about the buds, the beauties, the maple leaves. We are going to kick things off today, uh, breaking down the week that was with our road trip through Alberta and what a dominant road trip it was. Even though we had some uh, close games, we still pulled out three W's, three big W's. So uh, we're going to kick things off with the first one against the Flames. What are your opening thoughts just on, on that game? Going into the game, like after watching what the Flames had done to that point, and it was our first time seeing them this season, they genuinely were the team that scares me the most in this Canadian division. With how well Markstrom had been playing, it seemed that Goudreau was trying to figure it out. Their defense has always been good. And like even though they lost TJ Brody, they added in Tanev, so they just kind of won in, one out. And the Leafs just played great. They, that was a really, really good game. Like uh, yeah, like that was a tight checking game. Like uh, like, like they really of, had to fight for every inch. Like of the games of like all the three games this week, that to me was the best hockey game overall. Oh yeah, it was a good game. And like any any hockey fan could have watched that, and it was like that was a very entertaining hockey game. Just uh, just a, a really good effort from the boys, from the buds, and uh, especially a great effort from Jack Campbell. Oh. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. What a hero. Man, what a warrior. What a fucking hero. What a warrior. You know, I, a lot I didn't of realize his nickname was Superman. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are giving Kachuk grief saying that he's the reason that Campbell's injured. But he's out with a leg injury. Kachuk fell on his head. Oh, no, and Kachuk, he got hurt before that. Kachuk is whole just a play. piece of shit for doing what he did. Yeah, that was like Adding I was, insult I, yeah, to injury. Exactly. Adding insult to injury is the perfect word to it. Was he was was definitely already injured at that point. But yeah, like you could tell he was struggling. But in like that. the thing about the shitty part is like Matthew Chuck knows that he's injured already, and then goes and does that. Yeah. So that's what's scummy about it. Not to say that he caused the penalty, but like you can see he freaking comes down. Well, knee and that's the thing. Head. Like sure, you get pushed into the net, but you drove your knee into like the opposite knee that wasn't even a part of. Like the contact, you drove that into the back of the guy's head. That's disgusting. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. And you know what? It, it it sucks that now Campbell's out, and we have to rely on Hutch as the backup. But um, Freddie's at least there. Yeah, but like <laughs> we don't we don't have a back to back till almost mid Feb. So okay. I think at this point we're just we're just riding Freddie. I don't think we see Hutch in the game. Period. Oh, I don't know why you would. Like yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense at all. But absolute warrior play from Jack Campbell. And that's what you love to see in hockey. That's one of the things I, I love most about hockey. It was great to see Jake Muzzin get on the board. Yep. And a with, a flo- with a, just a little floater. But like great net front presence, which I think like obviously Wayne Simmons is a big net front presence as in and itself. But it feels that just generally across the board, we're we're causing a lot more or a big, bigger nuisance in front of the net across the board. Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, and especially because if you look at like what was the biggest detriment to us in the Columbus series, it was because we didn't make things hard on their goalies. If they could see, if an NHL goalie can see the puck, most of the times they're going to save it unless yeah. like Austin Matthews is shooting it. But, but that's exactly what Wayne Simmons brings to the table is he is a pain in the ass in front of the net, mm-hmm. but that's what you need. Mm-hmm. But you know, how about Morgan Riley with three assists in stud. the game? What a stud. Like, damn. Like, 
He was buzzing. He was absolutely buzzing. And Mitchie got a, had a couple assists as well. Austin Matthews had a a goal. <laughs> Matthews didn't have a great game. No, but he but like the, it was like the weirdest goal. Yeah, but like that's also the weirdest thing about Matthews though is that like he could be invisible all night and then just go and score a snipe or a random deflection off a of, like he'll just get a point or a goal by even though he didn't really play a big factor in the game, which is just like such a weird concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very weird. Um, but you know, there were a lot of good things to, to take from that game and, you know, the, all aboard the Wayne train. Oh, <laughs> what a certified beautician. Certified. Beauty is not even a good enough word. A fucking beautician. Like, man, I'm just so happy to have that man on our team. Like who doesn't want to go to battle with that dude? Yeah. He's all passion, all heart. Like just what a fucking legend. Yeah, I love, I love everything about his game. Like I have not disliked a single thing he does on the ice. Well, Andy's finally healthy for the first time in years. Also true. So like for him, COVID was kind of a, a blessing in disguise, where he had all that extra time to heal and recover. And we are getting the biggest benefit from that. Fantastic. Yeah, literally, we're paying what one one point five million dollars, and he's already got three. He got three goals in three games. Love it. Fire me up, buddy. <laughs> Fire me up. Oh yeah, so that that was a beauty of a game. It's sad to see us lose Jack Campbell, but we got the W. He and he stuck it out. Like Freddie was ready to go. Like he was on the bench. Like he was like, "Yo, coach, are you putting?" But me like in even, here? but the thing is, like even if he had come out there, you're actually putting Freddie at risk. Yeah, because he's coming in cold with like 30 seconds left, and and I don't think him staying in there like made the injury that much worse. I'm not saying it helped, but I, I would I would be I would be distraught if that like but just caused a, it to be a well. That's the thing. Campbell injury. could have very easily just been like, "I'm hurt, like I'm out." Well, I'm I mean, out. like come on, a guy that nice is not coming out. No, <laughs> he's like, "I'm sticking it out for the boys. I don't care how fucking hurt I am." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his that, whole his whole groin could be in half, and he's still sticking it. Yeah, out. that was a tr- <laughs> true warrior move, and you love to see it. But it's what the boys need. Yeah. Something to, to rally around. For sure. And Jack Campbell was that in this game. Absolutely. And they really brought that into uh, their rematch against the Flames. Well, at least in the first period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This was a frustrating game. It was a freaking all over the place. Like, they came out flying. Best period they played all season. Oh, yeah. That like, first period was incredible. Like, they incredible. were dominating. They were all over them. Freaking Wayne Train get another goal. First even strength goal. Not to mention another multi-point game from Morgan Riley with two assists. I mean, not a big deal. Not a big deal. <laughs> not uh, a big deal. Not to rip, rip off Biz Nasty, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like Mitchie Martyr still rolling along, leading the league in points. Like, Oop, man. Kid. Who saw that coming? I might have because I picked him my fantasy in the third round. Fire <laughs> me up. But... I mean, I mean, Matt, like, it's it's weird. Like, seeing how well they play together now makes me want to punch Mike Babcock in the face. Well, they need to drive their own line because, you know, they, they're, if they can't do that, they're not good enough. Like, fuck you. You refuse to put your uh, an elite shooter with an elite playmaker. It didn't make any fucking sense. And all of a sudden, you put them together and it works. Shocker. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Oh, my God. Clearly, Sheldon fucking Keefe did because he's a fucking brain. Um, but we're well, not here to talk about my Babcock. 
No. But uh, how about Travis Boyd getting his first as a lead? What's that? I mean, yes, but what a fucking pass by Pierre Engvall. What a fucking pass. Yeah, that was a beauty. That was a beauty, beauty backhand sauce. Beauty, sauce. Oh, beauty sauce. Just like, oh. And even in the postgame, uh, Boyd gave credit to Oh, yeah. To How could you not? That. Like, that was a beautiful pass. Yeah. And, like, we just need to, like, I wish I saw more of that from Engvall. Because you know he's got, the, the skills are all there. All the tools. He's got everything you need. I just wish he would be more consistent. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I mean, that was like his first point since like fucking March. I <laughs> know. Yeah, he, he he's he's very wishy washy with this play. I find, and like some days this guy looks like he could be a top six forward in the NHL, and other days it's like, okay, maybe you should be in the Marlies. <laughs> you know what really confuses me about this game, though? What the fact that there was two Calgary players and the three stars, but they lost. Yeah, that don't make. How no do you sense. get first and third star in a game you lose? I, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm confused. Yeah, that that doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Um, I mean, the, the Leafs sucked in that second period, like really bad. It felt like they never even left their zone. Yeah, and, and it's not like you could like it's not like the game against Edmonton where you could blame the power play, being on penalty. Kill no, the time. this was five on five. Yeah, like they just hands. got straight dominated that whole period. Oh yeah, like that second period is what I expect from Calgary. Like, like, what we saw in the first period is, like, this doesn't make any sense. The Leafs are good, but they're not this good. Like, what the Leafs did to them in the first... Like, they, they was like it was like they weren't even in the same league. And then they came out in the... the Calgary came out in the second period just rolling. Just rolling. Yeah. And, and you know, good on them. And they, they came out and, you know, t- but, tied it up. But you know what? Freddie made some huge saves. Absolutely. In particular, that one cross-ice pass. I think it was on the power play. Or on the Flames power play. Oh, the fucking goal, the glove snag. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cro- like cross crease and catches. On the lies Lindholm too. Like that guy yeah. can definitely shoot the puck. Robbed like, him. Oh, man. Robbed Amazing. him blind. Amazing. Loved it. And I mean, Freddie's numbers may not reflect you know a, a good game, yeah, but tell me about it. <laughs> man, he put up some big saves. Yeah, that's a weird thing about Freddie so far this season is that like, if you look squarely at his numbers, he has not been playing well. But if you've actually watched the game. He has been playing. Well. Yeah, <laughs> like he's been making big saves, and a lot of the goals against him are coming on power plays because the Leafs have just been really bad as far as discipline. But like, I haven't seen a really, I haven't seen really let in a really bad goal since like the Josh Anderson goal against Montreal. Yeah, I think that kind of woke him up. Because <laughs> like every other goal he's let in, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. That what the fuck are you supposed to do there? <laughs> like even last night, like. Connor McDavid over to Leon Dreisaitl. Like, how, how, what's he supposed to do there? <laughs> like, it's a perfect pass, perfect shot. Like, I don't know. People are too hard on, on, on Freddie. And he's only going to get better as the season goes on. And we're probably going to see him for seven straight games now because there's no chance Hutch is getting in the net. Not no. a fucking chance. No. And I'm, I don't... I'm, happy. I'm happy with that because I think that's what Freddie needs. And especially in a short... on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in, in a shortened season... I don't think fatigue is going to be that big of a deal for him this year. Whereas, like, normally he's playing, like, 50, 50 games Yeah, but you still season. don't want him playing 50 games. No, no, of course not. But, I mean, Campbell, it, it looks like he's only out for a few weeks. Four, they said a four-week timeline. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe, I'm sure Hutch might get, like, one game. I really hope not. <laughs> maybe in a back-to-back. Uh-huh. I, I hope not as well. <laughs> 
Um, but maybe just to give Freddie a rest. But I, I think you know if he's feeling it, he he'll want to stay in the net. And- well, maybe like he's over, like our next back to back is the February seventeenth and eighteenth against Ottawa, both of them. Yeah. So like if I'm doing that, I'm probably gonna play Hutch the first half of the back to back, and then close out with Freddie because you give Freddie the the tired team because you know we know how bad Hutch is on the second half back to back. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen it in action. It's not good. But man, how about that game winner from Mitch Marner? Oh man, one timer. Since when? Right? <laughs> what? Who knew fucking Mitchie had that in his bag? Yeah. He has been trying to shoot more this year. Yeah, and now he's finally and seeing Matt, the results. All the work that Maddie put in there in the corner. Like, how can you not love that guy? Yeah, they they both had really good games. They both had a golden a goal and an assist, and that's always good to see the big boys uh, contributing uh, because we, we we need them to contribute for sure. Like, how does how does Elias Lindholm get third star and Austin Matthews doesn't get a star and he assisted on the game winning goal? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Who picks these things? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I'm confused. <laughs> but I mean, overall, the the second and third were not good periods from the Leafs. No, like in the third, they managed to like scrape and claw for the win, but it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it was not pretty at all. But that's the weird thing is like, if that was last year, I don't think we win that game. I think you're right. Which is the weird thing about this year is that like we're winning games that we probably shouldn't be winning, which is what good teams do. Yeah, good teams win games on nights where they don't have it because they're a good fucking team. And bad teams lose games that they're supposed to win. <laughs> exactly. Now, obviously, we lost to the Sens already, so that's not good. So we better come out and spank them when we play them three times next month. Oh yeah. Like next month, it's going to be a real test because we play Van City three times in a row. We play Montreal two times in a row. Then we play Ottawa three times in a row. Then we get Montreal again and then Calgary twice and back to Edmonton. Those Montreal games are going to be big. Those, yeah, three of them next month. Like, there's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking bloodbath. But also, I would be shocked if we see less than two fights. Man, the next time we face Calgary, there was definitely going to be a scrap. Yeah, Jake Muzzin's gonna punch Man, Chuck's face off. That might have been the funniest thing ever. Jake Muzzin at the end of the game, just flipping a little muffin at the horn right at, at Matthew Kachuk. Oh man, he just trolled. <laughs> just a pure troll move. Let me just lightly flick a puck at you. Not gonna hurt you with it, but I'm just gonna get under your skin just oh, a little he bit. Was so mad. he threw such a fucking temper he tantrum. Was livid. Oh my god, what he a was baby. chasing after him, trying to rip around the refs, and then fucking throwing water bottles as he gets off. And, the and did you like, see slam the? The the gate on on, on Giordano you, on your captain, like bro, Ooh. fucking grow up, you little fucking. Seriously, child. Like, dude, how does how does Giordano let that fly? I don't know. Like how like, you're the fucking captain, bro. Get a hold of your team. Well, that's the thing. Maybe that was something he did in the dressing room. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you definitely don't want to do that in public. Either. No, but like, I really hope Marjet Mar- Giordano fucking sat that little fucking child down and was like, dude, you cannot fucking do that shit. Lose with f- some fucking dignity. Seriously. Like, like, just childish. Straight up childish. Right? And Especially uh, especially after the shit you pulled in the previous game. No, exactly. You have uh, to know they're fucking going to do something. And here's, here's the thing. It's like, you have to remember the LA Kings connection of Jake Muzzin. Like, 
He's boys with Jack Campbell for Andrew Doughty. Andrew Doughty <laughs> for a long time. And guess who? Fucking there's a lot of hate going back oh, there. Oh years. yeah. <laughs> but that that little puck clip that one that one was for Jack. That was you for being a fucking dick last game and and you know slamming his face into the ground with your knee. So you get a little puck flipped at you, and you fucking throw a temper tantrum like a fucking five-year-old? What's funny is that if the refs had let him go, Muzzin would have beat his face Oh, in. man. Muzzin was laughing. But <laughs> what, what was even funnier, I think it was Goudreau and Matthews. They were just kind of, they had their arms around each other. They were watching. Well, yeah, they're just the American bros chilling. <laughs> but, but then they looked down and they're like, oh, is that Kachuk's helmet? <laughs> there was a picture of them both just looking down like, oh. <laughs> like, I don't think Tachuk, like, Tachuk had his face beaten by Zach Cassian last year. And Jake Muzzin would do worse. Jake Muzzin would fill him in. Like, fill him in. That's why he was laughing. He's like, are you serious, dude? Yeah, he's just like, dude, bro. Like, why do you think he flicked that puck at him? He's like, he's like because I, if whatever this kid does, I can destroy him. <laughs> if I wanted to, I could. But he's like, I'll just take the two points. Thank you very much. Yeah. Just a classy vet- veteran move there. Just like, I'm just going to troll you because I know you're a child and you're going to flip out. And you're not you're going to be off your game next time you play because you're going to be all fucking pissy. What was really funny is I saw on Instagram that apparently Brady Kachuk got into a scrap and he threw another fit down the, down the hallway. family trait. Oh, man. I saw the, the Instagram comments were hilarious. Everybody was like, can we can we put the, the Kachuk temper tantrum side by side? <laughs> <laughs> the ch- Twins. Or, or Kachucks and temper tantrums. Name a better pair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, I... there was some gold that came out of that. But like, I laughed my ass off uh, when Muzzin did that because I I love that. It's just the biggest troll job, and it's so funny. And you know, you you, you love to see it. But um, you know, one thing that I didn't love to see was the refs. The, throughout this whole week, I, you know, aside from game one against Cal- Calgary, but man, especially against Edmonton, it was really bad. But on all fronts, like, like just penalties that have like, no business not, being this called. This is not just like Leaf bias. Like the Leaf calls, like there was bad calls against Leafs, but like it was bad calls on both sides. Oh yeah, both missed and not and called. Yeah, and it's like like Ethan Bear's penalty last night. Was not a fucking penalty. <laughs> was that the one that? It was sh- one that Matthew scored the win game winner on. Was that the one where he shot it over? No. Well, yeah, but that's also not a right. Penalty. That was sh- that's that, also not that a that fucking should penalty. Have been a <laughs> it landed in the bench. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like astronomically and bad. Kerfoot's slash. Like he hits. He like loved. To, you know what? Ray Ferraro on overdrive kind of ripped into the refs as he should because he was calling the game and he was like honestly it felt like there were a lot of penalties in that game that just shouldn't have been called well like, <laughs> like i was listening to leafs lunch today and like and dave poom was like oh don't play the ref card with me and and yeah and he was like what are you talking about I heard, it yeah, was I heard horrible that. across the board like i like I, i'm sorry dave i don't agree with you at all man like no that, like, but good on on Ray. That's how the first thing he said yeah, is it was, like it was so bad. And he was the guy calling the game, so he would know. He, and he specifically mentioned the Kerfoot one, and he's like, he, it was like a love tap. He was like, if he was using this is the example he used. He was like, if you he was using a pool noodle, he couldn't have hit him any harder. <laughs> <laughs> facts, oh, straight <Shave> facts. <laughs> like just, and it wasn't even on the hands. Like that. That's what bothered me. It's like. If you're going to call a slash, 
there's plenty of actual slashes that happen in the game. Don't go calling this little muffin fairy tale bullshit. It's it ruins the game. Like how many power plays that were there in that game? It was insane. There there was the Leafs have had to kill eleven penalties. No, yeah, eleven penalties in the last two games alone. Four against Calgary and seven against against Edmonton. Seven, including a five-one-three that should never have happened because yeah. the first penalty should not have been a penalty. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny is like the, the penalty the Hyman got. What well, he definitely fucking tripped McDavid. Like that that was a yeah. penalty. But we should never have been on the penalty kill in the first place. So you can re- you can remove both of those. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny is I had in my notes that the refs were really bad on all fronts after the Calgary game. I already had that after the Calgary game. And then I see the Edmonton game and I'm like, it was worse. What? So that way it was worse. <laughs> so much it worse. worse. And that's the weird thing about this whole setup, right? Is that like, we're going to see the same refs over and over and over yeah. again because they're not traveling borders. And it honestly becomes more like men's league. Cause you know, we know from playing men's league, you get oh, some yeah. refs that just don't like your team. And if you refs don't like your team, it doesn't fucking matter what happens. They're just going to call shit against you. Yeah, basically. They're going to hold it against you. And, but, like, I, I do wish I do wish that refs were held more accountable for the bullshit that they call. Oh, they're not held accountable at all. Like, it's, it's ridiculous that they're not. Because that was just a badly ref game. They got way too involved in a game that had potential to be a great game. And it was a pretty good game, but that ruined it because both both benches are shaking their head like these aren't penalties that you're calling, but there's plenty of actual penalties in the game that you're not calling. So what are you doing? Like, there's nothing more frustrating as far as refing is concerned than inconsistency, and I it drives me insane. I'll, you'll see one play that gets called. And you'll see the exact same play, like two minutes later, that doesn't get called. Oh, yeah. And then you'll see uh, something that's a bolt. Like, I think last time was a perfect example. So, like, the Crowfoot penalty, not a fucking penalty. And then they. Well, he had three, so I mean. Well, two, and two of them were definitely. The, the not, interference uh, one, yeah. 100%. <laughs> but then. It was the ridiculousness that, like, you could see that the ref then called a bad penalty on the Leafs. Or, sorry, on the Oilers to make up for the bad call. So, like, it's like you're making bad decisions and then making up for your bad decisions by making more bad decisions. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, stop trying to even shit up and just call the fucking rules. It's not that hard. Your job is not that hard. No. Like, the, more, the toughest job your, part of your job is breaking up scrums. I'm sorry, but actually calling the game is not that hard. You know what? I, it started to feel, you know, it's funny that you mentioned men's league refs. Because it started to feel like they just were going after Kerfoot. <laughs> I mean, he earned one of the penalties, but he got three. Come on, which was man. kind of it was kind he of he couldn't catch a break. What was kind of funny though is that like when they finally called the bad penalty on the Oilers, Kerfoot was out on the ice for the power play, <laughs> and then we scored. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost super ironic. <laughs> yeah. I mean... But how about Bell getting getting the monkey yeah, off his back? Yeah, he needed that goal real bad. He he needed that one for sure. Um, and it, it didn't count as a power play goal, even though it, like it was a power play goal. Yeah, but of, of course, <laughs> now we're, we're talking about the the Oilers game specifically. Um, and, and you know, you know what? 
Jason Spezza had himself a really good game. Bro, he's just been great all season. He look, he's, got, he's got five points in seven games. But especially after like just being out of the lineup, some load management, and man, it seemed to work. Like his first shift, he was buzzing. It's almost like an old guy needs a break once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. It's like the his mind wants to play every night, but his body can't keep up. Way to way to quote Dave Poulin. <laughs> he literally said that on Lee's lunch today, like word for word. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't hear that part. I, I listened to like five minutes of it. Um, but geez, uh, a two point game for him. He was flying out there. He had two points in two and a half minutes of ice time in the first period. That's insane. Like guys, just doing every. What more could you want from a dude that's thirty seven years old and you're paying him league minimum? What more can you want? Guy takes faceoffs for you in the penalty kill. He's a great leader in the room. Puts up secondary scoring. Yeah. Like, but how about this for for the Oilers game? The Leafs had ten players get on the on the score sheet. Love it. Ten players. That's amazing. Like that means like everybody's being spread. Like Wayne Simmons getting his third goal in in three games. The like, wing train. Man. Oh my god. And this one was like a beauty. Like a beauty Great tip. Great tip. I freaking love that guy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, like, uh, like, there's nothing you can dislike about Wayne, Wayne Simmons. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even, like, even as, a, even as an opposing but even an opposing fan. Even like, uh, Travis Boyd got on the board again. Yeah, good on him. I've enjoyed his game on the fourth line. Like, and the, the weird thing is that, like, we have so many guys who can rotate into that fourth line spot, and all of them have performed well. Which is a great problem to have. Oh, for sure. Just like keep rotating them. I don't care. That's great. Just fucking make them keep competing, because it seems to be working. Every time they come in, they score. So we need, and that's what we need is that depth scoring, so that the big boys don't have to do every single thing every single night. But that's what makes good teams, and you see it in the playoffs all the time. It's like who's scoring like the big goals in big moments. It's like it's not always the star player. Usually, it's like some third or fourth line grinder. Mm-hmm. And. Max. Great facts. Yeah. Like, look at fucking Brian Rust for the Penguins. Oh, playoff star, star, but just a, you know, an average what, dude. Dave Boland. Dave Boland, there you go. Like, it happens. I got, guy all got a freaking time. mega contract for the Maple Leafs based off of his one playoff run. <laughs> he just happened to score the Stanley Cup winning goal. <laughs> oh, exactly. It happens all the time. And it's always like the person you would expect least. And the and the best part is that like it's not like the the big boys haven't been the big boys for the Maple Leafs. No, like, exactly. The like, reason the Leafs are seven and two right now is because their stars have been stars. Yeah. Consistently, Tavares has been playing really well. The whole team, like all the big boys, like look at their stats. Like they are they're they're all in almost the top ten in scoring in the league right now. Like they are crushing it. Yeah, for sure. And that's what you—that's what you pay them the big bucks for. Like you got Mitch Marner sitting at second overall in points at thirteen. You got Austin Matthews at thirteenth in the overall at nine points, and then you have uh, JT and 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 uh, Nylander both tied at twenty-four with eight. Like they're like you got all four big lads are in the top thirty in the, in scoring in the league right now, and that's what you need. That's what you're paying them that money for. But exactly. like they like it's the fact that. We like we're not winning games just because of them. And that is the difference. Exactly because they're okay to take their foot off the gas because we have a bunch of other guys who are going to chip in, 
And that's what I kind of love about what they've been doing on the back end and, and like circulating guys in and out of the lineup. But that's also, you know, one of the perks of the, the taxi squad is being able to change your lineup pretty drastically from game to game and throw in some new faces, some fresh legs. And especially like in back-to-back games, whereas like game one against Calgary versus game, you know, game two versus Calgary, all of a sudden you have a, f- a bunch of players in and out of the lineup and it's almost like two different teams. I was really about to say is like that, that like you can tell that the, the having those, a bunch of new guys into the lineup of that second game against Calgary, that's where that like energy in that first period came from. Is that like these guys were coming out to play and they didn't have that experience of the last game. So they yeah. weren't coming out any softer and they were just like, I need to earn my spot. And you just, you just love to see it. Yeah. And that's probably why Spezza was flying against the Oilers because he didn't play the game before. Mm-hmm. Facts. And also you get to like, I'm just so happy with the amount of players who got on the score sheet against the Oilers. Like that just makes me so happy. And, and like Spezza had the most points in the game with two and then nine other players with one point. Well, I mean, Drysdale had two goals and McDavid had two assists. Yeah. But that's all the Oilers are is Drysdale and McDavid. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I kind of feel bad for Oilers fans. Cause like, they should be better. But we all know that you're still being fucked in the ass by Peter Shirelli because your goaltender is Miko Koskinen. Yep. Also, what's, say, that's kind of funny. Tell me I just said his name wrong. Is it Miko? Is, it is Miko, right? Yeah. You got it. it. Right. You got well, it. Right. Crazy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to run into like last week where I'm saying Jake Morrissey when it's Josh. <laughs> Good one, Kian. <laughs> Fucking pigeon. Said it like five times. <laughs> but like, it sucks because, like, if they had a, if they even had an average goaltending, they would be a deadly team. Oh yeah. Well, what I find kind of hilarious is Tyson Berry looks like Maple Leafs Tyson Berry. <laughs> He's getting benched just. I game. know. <laughs> you know, I, I don't mean to hate on the guy, but you know, he played like dog shit for the Leafs, and I don't know. Maybe he's lost it. Like, maybe he was just a flash in the pan in Colorado. I mean, but he wasn't a flash in the pan. He was really good for, like, five, five, six years. Well, maybe that was because of Colorado, you know. But, like, he was good in Colorado before Colorado was good. Right? Like, before McKinnon made his huge, like, leap forward, before Rantanen even came in and started doing anything, before they had, like, he was really good. But he just... Got out like he they got Kyle McCarr and they're like, Well, peace out, bro, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe that like hurt his confidence like to the point where he just hasn't and maybe that plus Babcock just yeah, wrecked him. The, the Babcock impact is definitely a big one. But I still I, I still think he'll turn it around this year. Oh, I mean at least it wasn't against the Leafs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's crazy is like we're getting ri- getting rid of most of our games against Calgary in the first two months of the season. Like we pl- we just played them four times, and we're three times. I thought it was three. We played them back to back, and then wasn't it? Did we play them back to back twice? Oh no, no you're we right. played the Oilers back to back. Right. Okay. Well, we played them another two times in February, so we're gonna play them five times in the first two months and only have four and still have four games left against. Man, that's the craziness about this division is how often we're going to be playing these guys. And that's the thing, like, I'd be shocked if there isn't a scrap 
in the next Calgary Toronto game. Um, I'm excited for the upcoming, you know, Montreal well, game back to back against them at home. Another back to back. You know, like back to back, like consecutive nights. Won't <laughs> be messy, but I can't wait. Oh, so many good games. Yeah, it, like it's just great to have hockey back, and great to be watching the Leafs again. And this all Canadian division is different, but I kind of love it, except for the you know ten o'clock game kind of hurts. But well, that's the thing. We're getting rid of most of those now, which yeah. is kind of nice. Like we play Vancouver three times, but those that that's the really tough part though is we're getting three Vancouver three times in a row upcoming, but they're all in Toronto. Yeah, so you know we're gonna have to go out there. And those are all going to be fucking 10 o'clock starts. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? Um, there are a lot of good things from this week. Um, I, I think the biggest thing you can improve on as the Leafs would be to just not get into penalty trouble to work on the discipline. And, and even if they're soft calls, just don't put yourself in positions to get those soft calls against you. Yeah. And, and the penalty kill, I honestly thought was really good up until last night uh, against the Oilers. I thought they were pretty Young last night. Well, I mean, they. But there was also so many power plays yeah, that it's like. like they, they let a goal in at a five on three, and then the other one was just Dry Settle and McDavid doing Yeah, that and, and that's the other thing. You have to take in, into consideration. And, like, that... they killed off five of seven. So, like, that's not the worst. No. Uh, but that's the thing. Like, they have been playing exquisite. Uh, uh, exquisite. What a word. Yeah, pretty good. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but they, they have been playing exquisite. Um,. Just since the start of the season, like I think the Leafs' defense and their penalty killing, as a whole, like just the defensive game as a whole, is just taking huge, huge steps. This is a, the most defensively responsible team that we have seen since Caberlet and McCabe were together. It's weird, like when we're when we're getting down to you know crunch time, third period, we have a one goal lead. I'm not terrified. We're gonna lose. It's a nice feeling. It's a weird feeling. It is weird. Yes, as Leaf fans, it's weird. It's fucking <laughs> weird. It's like, wait a second. We have a lead and we're not going to blow it? Like, we are now 5-0 and in one-goal games this year. And we were horrific in one-goal games last year. Oh, yeah, not good. So, I think that's a big up to the defense. That's a big up to Sheldon Keefe. That's a big up to the forwards playing strong defense. And just, it's, it's great to see. It's so nice. And I hope we keep it up. And I, I, I hate when the, the announcers are like, oh, the Leafs are undefeated after a lead after going into the third period. I'm like, shut up. You're going to fucking jinx it. <laughs> it's just the Leafs made mentality. It's like, You're going to ruin everything. <laughs> You're rolling the good stuff. Man, um, it's, it's just nice to see. And I think it, it, it has to go with uh, all of our new additions. I mean, I love the element that uh, TJ Brody brings in the back end. He's very calm, cool, and collected with the puck. And he can skate, and he can make good passes. And that's what we've needed for so long. But then on the front end, you have, like, obviously, Joe Thornton's not playing right now, but he's uh, a good defensive player. Defensively minded. Yeah. Uh, uh, Simmons is as well. And well, it wasn't historically, but has been. But ha- has really improved that part of his game. Plus, I think, you know, all the, the big boys have really taken a step. And I think this has to do with Keith putting a, a huge emphasis on defense as well to do with his coaching. You know, 
he's really made everybody focus on defense first. I think you could just see that there's a lot of like this is why I don't like people were complaining about Keith's coaching last season, and I don't I just did never thought it was fair to him. Like the guy took over from Babcock's garbage halfway through a season, then got his season cut short by a pandemic. Then got a week of training camp and then had to go into a bubble to play the playoffs. Like, there's only so much you can do to establish yourself as a coach in that kind of time frame and that kind of situation. And so, like, now that he's actually had a time to do his proper, you know, training camp, training camp and instill his systems effectively, you can tell that there's just genuine buy-in across the group. Yeah. And that was never something I could say in Babcock. There was always a couple people. There's always like, a scapegoat. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like that, that was the biggest problem with Babcock's coaching styles. I mean, look at Justin Hall, who's been an absolute stud. Absolute stud. Best, he, honestly, been the, the best player on the team. Most consistent. Most consistent, for sure. And he's taken leaps and bounds in his development. And fuck, imagine if Babs didn't have him in the press box for a year. He played 10 games that season. Oh, my God. Like, that that pisses me off. And that's the thing. Like, with Babs, there always had to be a scapegoat. Now, like, every single person on that roster is part of this team. And has a chance. And has a chance. Like, you can can tell that Keith doesn't play favorites at all. No. Which is what you need as a coach. You can't be picking favorites. You have your horses that you're going to ride because they're the most talented. Yeah. There's a difference between riding your horses... And picking favorites. Yeah, absolutely. And he picked favorites hard. Oh, for sure. Like, he would pay Zach Hyman 25 minutes a night and pay him more than Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Like, I'm sorry. That shouldn't happen ever. Unless you're penalty killing the entire game. That shouldn't happen. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Like, that's... It's sad. Like, it's, it's, it's sad to see that negative impact. And we did see that on so many different levels. And it's it's nice to have a player's coach, you know, when the the keeper, you know, <laughs> the, the one that the, the, the he's for the, the buds, yeah, he's for the buds, <laughs> the one where the boys like want to play for him. It's it's just really nice to see. Yeah, and, and it's it's gelling really well. I, I I gotta I gotta say one thing, just because I've I've ripped on him a lot, but this was the best week of Zach Bogosian's Leaf career. His game against Calgary, specifically the second game. Was the best game he has played all season. Well, and he Easy. was he was the one who pushed Kachuk off of uh, Campbell's head. Yeah, no, like, and that's what you want him for to protect. It's not your to say goalie, his game right? was perfect. No, but big improvement. It was, it was a huge improvement from what last week was. Yeah, because he, so he had a rough start. I'm not. I'm not. And I got to say that I'm not. I'm not just a hater. I will always have reasoning behind me throwing shade, and I will. I will give credit where credit is due, and. Zach Bogosian earned a shout out this this week because he played very well. Speaking of shade, Ilya Mikheyev. My God, this guy what? is under a fucking storm cloud. What the fuck this is guy's going covered on? Covered by a hurricane at this moment. Like he just can't. He can't even can't, buy one. Like can he's had so many opportunities. He's, like the, he's literally a new Zach Hyman. It's worse. Like it, it's worse. At least Zach Hyman gets a like a garbage goal in front of the net. Yeah, Mikheyev can't even get that. Yeah, that's true. The guy cannot catch a break. He has... I've never seen someone get so many chances and never score. It's ridiculous. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, like that. Like, he hasn't scored since he got his injury. Like, man, 
you know how badly he wants. Yeah, and, and I'm sure this is weighing on his head more than anybody. And the, funny, the funny thing is, like, I think as soon as he scores, he, he's gonna he's gonna, he's, go, he's gonna off. go off. Like he'll probably go on a two week rampage. Well, well, that's the thing. Like the Leafs just rolled through through um, Alberta, pick up the the six points, and Ilya Mikheyev didn't have a single point in any of the three games. Come on, man. In a game where we had 10 different players get points, you weren't one of them? I mean, let's be fair. Elias Pettersson, in a 7-1 win over Ottawa, was minus one and had zero points. Yeah, that's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so, could be worse. <laughs> At yeah. least he's a positive player. <laughs> yeah, and he's still doing good things. Like, he's creating opportunities. But fuck, man, he needs to... Uh... Be a little less Swedish and a little more Finnish. <laughs> I think he'll figure it out. Yeah, I, it just he needs that one to get the monkey yeah. off his back. He, like it's like Wayne. Like Wayne Chang got got the one. It was and a random left thing the off station. His, <laughs> <and> yeah, <laughs> fucking choo choo. <laughs> fucking Thomas the Tank Engine. I think I can. I think I can. He's been fucking doing it. I love it. So like I I think McKay's in the same boat. He just needs that one. Well, it's, like, it's like, weird. I, I hope I hope he does the animation once he does it. Just... It's it's weird how you know hockey players are kind of like that, where it's like we've, we've felt it. Oh yeah, it, and it's daunting. Like if you're not scoring and you like feel it, it weighs on you. Especially because you know you're getting chances, and let's say oh no, you'll hit like four or five posts, or you'll get robbed by the goalie, or you whiff on the puck, or like. You miss by like. Are you like trying to stay positive? You're like, I'm getting chances. I'm getting chances. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. But But like, then it doesn't. (laughs) And and then the more last, you're just like, you just it gets. Is it me? Am I fucking? (laughs) Am I I just bad now? Am I just forgetting how to play hockey? Like it just gets in your head more and more the longer you start questioning your own abilities, and you're like, man, do I just suck? He just needs one. Yeah, I think he'll get. Like he got so like John Tavares, the perfect pass over to him, and it bounces over his oh, stick. Like, man. like that's just how this season has gone for him so far. Yeah, like, that, like, was, that was a golden. That, opportunity. But like, what's he supposed to do? The puck bounced over his stick. Like that's not even controllable. But like, like that that play was his season in a nutshell. <laughs> like, tell me I'm wrong. Like, that that play was his season oh. in a nutshell. He just can't catch a break. So I think as soon as he does, he's gonna take off, and I'm excited to see it happen eventually. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> Watch him just score a fucking hat trick tomorrow and put us in our place. But that'd be I great. I would love yeah. to see it. But who knows? Yeah, I, I mean, I hope he does. That'd be great. Like, <laughs> okay, so we're gonna be moving on to our buds or duds of the week. And do you want to start us off here? Sure, sure. Let's start with the buds. <laughs> the buds. My bud of the week. If you didn't know. Was the fucking Wayne train. Choo-choo. <laughs> Wayne fucking Simmons. Three goals, three games. What a fucking beauty. Certified. Certified. Just does everything you want in a hockey player. I love his style of play. He's get, getting his goals from the dirty areas. Even his one even strength goal falling up on the play, not giving up on it, and just knocking his own rebound. Like, there's just there's just nothing you can hate about what he does on the, on the ice and what he does for the Leafs. And... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, no doubt about it. He's he's absolutely the bud. Yeah, I I, I fucking love Wayne Simmons, man. He, he like, and he's just had himself a week. Yeah. Like, goddamn, he's had himself a week. And I I love to see it because he's the new guy. He's from Scarborough, and uh, you know, I just love his game. And it's nice to see him getting success, even if they are all on the power play. That's his specialty. So. 
He's right in his wheelhouse, and he's, he's got the third most power play goals in the last decade. Like he's showing us what he's made of. Like it's not like he's a stranger to the power play. <laughs> no, I, you, what's who's your bud? Oh, my bud's got to be Mitchy Marner or Mitch Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mitch. Ma- I mean, how could you not? Like he gets back to back two point games and then gets an assist in the uh, Edmonton game. So I mean. Five points in three games. Second in the league in scoring. What's not to like? You, you, you're competing with Connor McDavid for, for most points. Like, I, who expected that out of Marner? Probably nobody. Like, the fact that he's in the same conversation as McDavid is amazing. Like, that, that's exactly what you're being paid for. And I'm just so happy for him because he, like, he seems like such a, a good dude. And he's he went through a rough time with the whole contract thing, and he was given a lot of grief. It was really bad for his PR. And you know what? It at the end of the day, he needs to bet on himself and show us what he can do. And that's exactly what he's been doing. It's great and, to see him coming into his own. Yeah, and he's really rounding out his game. I haven't seen many lazy, lackadaisical plays from him this year, which is one was one of my biggest critici- criticisms of him before. Um, but I haven't seen that this year, and that's amazing mm. because it shows that he's learning from that. He's probably watched a lot of tape, so he probably knows this better than anybody. And he's like, shit, I, and I'm sure Keith has pointed it out to him, like, you can't be doing that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I think we got to give some credit to Keith as well because I think the shift in his style of game and how he approaches it is 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 noticeably different than under Babs. And I think part of that is that he doesn't feel the pressure. I think Babs, just his presence was causing a lot of pressure on people, yeah. especially the stars. and Especially when they were that young. Yeah, like, right? And then especially when you hear the story of what he did. To Mitch, oh, like man. Mitch by himself is just like had to deal with a lot of that. And and I think we got to give a lot of credit to Keith for really kind of setting the, the right tone and putting the players in a position to succeed. Love it. I, I absolutely love it. And I hope he keeps rolling. Keeps rolling, man. Hey, man, if you want to challenge the Art Ross, you go right ahead. Yeah, I have you do fantasy, you. and I would love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do you, Mitch. Keep keep on rolling. All right, so moving on to the duds. I don't remember what I told you yesterday about who my dud was going to be, but I think I'm changing it. Okay, so change it. Dude. I don't remember who it was, but I'm going to save one now. Okay. And it's John Tavares. Really? Yeah. Well, why? Just because it's for his five on five game. I feel like he's been getting too cute. Too cute. Okay. I, too many times I see him trying to make the fancy play instead of the simple play. And that was a big thing about him the last few years was that he would always make the simple play. And now that he's been moved down in the lineup to basically playing against third lines a lot of the time. He seems to be trying more dipsy doodles and risky plays, and they're backfiring consistently. And so I haven't seen him dominate five on five like he should be in the matchups that he's getting. So it's not to say that he's been playing super poorly, but from what I expect from our captain, an $11 million player, it has not been up to expectations. And I think he just needs to make better decisions on the ice at five on five. Yeah, fair enough. He has been benefiting a lot off the power play, um, and we need him to be a leader in all aspects of the game. Exa- the exactly. Yeah, he he needs to be able to perform uh, on five on five, and 
you know, also on the power play. Like it needs to be both. Uh, like his power play has been fine, but like, oh, yeah. that's not that's that's like ten percent of the game. Like you need to be showing up at five on five, especially if you're getting third line matchups for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Like he can definitely clean that up, and there and yeah, you're right. Like he he tries to dipsy doodle a little too much, and either doesn't get the play that he should have, or causes a turnover. Although he he also always hustles to make up for his mistakes. Yeah, but, it, but like, at it's, the it's, same it's, time, the, the mistakes are happening too often. Yeah, and it's it's where they happen on the ice, which also bothers me a little bit because it seems that a lot of times he's making the plays at the blue line or in the in the neutral zone. Whereas, like, if you're trying to make those dipsy doodles in the offensive zone, I'm I'm less concerned about it because he, they have to now come 200 feet. But if you're making those moves at the blue line or the red line, now if you turn that puck over, they're going right pack, back, and they're usually an odd man rush. So it's just it's just decision making right now that that needs to improve from yeah. our captain. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not sure to hate, but that's just what I've seen this week. Well, we got to pick a dud, right? Yep. <laughs> He's been my dud. Uh, my dud has got to be Kerfoot. That's fair. I mean, Get the fuck out of the penalty box, bro. Jeez, I mean, he's got uh, on the season. He's got eight penalty minutes in nine games. But when you when you have three in one game, like three three penalties in one game, is is just not unacceptable. Regardless of how bullshit the call was, after you had got gotten two bullshit ones, then you go and take a legit penalty. You can't do that kind of shit. That was the most blatant interference ever. I mean, McDavid sold it a little bit, but it's not saying that it's not interference. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you, McDavid, like, plastered himself on the boards. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you, you got to be smarter than that. Maybe that's because McDavid knew that the refs were out for good. <laughs> yeah, like, probably. He's like, well, they're calling everything on him, so why not, right? But at the same time, Kerfoot's got to be smarter than that. And that's the thing. Like, this isn't normal for Kerfoot. Like, he's never, we've never had this issue before, so mm-hmm. I'm not that worried about it. Just been a bad week. Y- yeah, just a rough week, and for that, you're the dud of the week. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of Buzzer does, because you can be a dud one week and a bud the next week. Exactly. Or vice versa. Yeah. Because so, we always need buds, and we always need duds. Yeah, because sometimes you're a bud. And sometimes you're a dud. And that's just the way it goes. But it was it was an exciting week for the Maple Leafs. 3-0, leading the league in points right now, 7-2, nine games. Great to see. Not much to complain about. Not much to complain about. Like, like obviously, we wish Freddie let in less goals, but, like, how many goals can you really blame him for? Like, we got to stop taking penalties, and we'll probably let in less goals. So it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how this next week goes. we got a game coming against Edmonton tomorrow. Got three against Vancouver. And then, yeah, triple three, back-to-back-to-back against Vancouver, who is now coming off three straight wins against Ottawa and their confidence is sky high. Pedersen seems like he's figuring out he has four points in the last two games. So should be some good hockey. Really shitty that he's figuring out just in time to play the Maple Leafs, but it, it's good for my fantasy. So it is what it is, but it's going to be an exciting week and I can't wait to talk to you guys about it next Friday, but don't ever, ever forget because we're going to say it every week for the rest of our lives. Go Leafs. Go.